0: digital nomads. We work anywhere. We're not limited by location. We're not limited by self-belief. We are works in progress. I'm Beck Power, and this is the Nomad Me podcast. Amber, Monica, and I get into kind of a taboo subject today. Amber's an American digital nomad who has spent most of her time as a copywriter and content creator and has recently made a switch back from the digital nomad life. Find out why. Let's do this. What is up? Welcome to uh, Digital Nomad Me. Today we're talking to Amber Monaco. What's up, Amber? Hey, how are you? I'm doing so good here in Bangkok uh, where
1: the internet is stable and the weather is fine. Where are you? I am in Kansas City, which is right in the middle of the United States where the weather sucks and internet is good. (laughs) One out of two. (laughs) (laughs) Can't have it all.
0: Yeah. Um, So we have got an interesting episode Today, uh, if you're just tuning in, this is going to be a fun one. It's something that we don't really usually talk about. And you know what? I'm going to say it's kind of a taboo thing. And this is something you alluded to just before we started this call. Um, And we don't hear a lot about it. I'm excited about it. It's going to be a great call. Amber, are you excited? Very much so, yes. Cool. All right. Well, why don't you um, get started and introduce yourself. Who are you? where and we've already talked about where you are um but what you're working on currently and then we'll go back and kind of
1: talk about how you got there sure um so i'm amber and i'm an american and i started my digital nomad about two years ago late 2015 Mm -hmm. and started out um like most uh digital nomads with a life coaching business um so, did the whole Southeast Asia traveling thing, started in Chiang Mai, uh, kind of went north to south, made some pit stops in Cambodia, spent most of my time in Bali, and then moved uh, moved west. Went to Europe for a little bit, went to North America for a bit, Mexico, um, and then ended in uh, Medellin, Colombia, and... Most of all of that was, you know, doing my business online. I did spend a little bit of time helping a friend that I met in Bali launch her startup in London, so I took a little bit of time off, about three months, to completely focus on helping her launch her business and then went back to my business full-time. I did start a second business while I was in Bali as a content creator, uh, basically a writer for blogs mostly blog posts and copy for websites. So that is where I spend the majority of my time right now. I only have one coaching client. I was way more successful as a copywriter. So that's kind of where I've focused a lot of my energy and, and attention. Hmm. Cool. All right. So,
0: um, that brings us up to now ish. Yeah,
1: kind of. All right. Yeah. So <laughs> about six months ago, so like I said, I've been doing the digital nomad thing for about two years and, and I, worked, I worked really hard to become a digital nomad. I'm, I'm a type A person and, and I like to plan and I like to be prepared. So it wasn't like I quit my job and you know irresponsibly moved around the world and whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I planned it for a year before I was going to do it. Um, I knew that I wanted to travel, I knew that I wanted to work on my businesses full time. But I had, a gu- I had a job working for the United States government, which in theory is like the most stable job that you could ever have where you're overpaid and you don't really work too hard and you can mm-hmm. never get fired. So, you know, why, why would you ever leave that job except right. completely soul-sucking? Um, <laughs> so, uh, but I knew that I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to work in the government. And I worked really hard to give myself the title of digital nomad. And I really owned the identity. I really love it. So I, so I moved to Chiang Mai, ended up in Bali, you know, moved around, did probably the exact same story that everybody has. (laughs) And then, uh, and then um, I spent last summer with my sister. My sister's a teacher and I thought, you know, if I can be anywhere in the world, anytime I want to be, I'm going to be with my family while they're home all day during the summer while my, Nieces and nephews aren't in school and my sister's yeah. home. I'm going to be home with them all day. hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, I'll start traveling again. Well, after spending so much time with my family, which I have never really done before because I moved away from my family in 2004, I really, you know, I really like my family and I kind of liked being there and liked being needed and liked going to family things but, but I'm, I'm a digital nomad and I'm a traveler and this is what I do. And I felt really obligated to keep doing it and to keep traveling and keep going. So I bought a plane ticket to Medellin, Colombia and I was just so hopeful that it was going to give me everything that Chiang Mai did and everything that Bali did. And there was supposed to be a big community in Medellin. And so I was going to go and keep doing the digital nomad thing because this is who I am and this is what I worked so hard for. And I just didn't find it when I got there. I probably went to eight or 10 co-working spaces. I never felt like, oh, this is where I can be productive. Oh, this is my, these are my people. I never felt like that. It was really hard for me to make friends and I'm really extroverted and I love going to social events and networking events and I still just never found it. And and whenever things aren't, aren't going well I tend to not take care of myself
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um which means I do things like stop eating dinner or stop drinking water or mm-hmm. stop showering <laughs> like oh, I totally I just, know what
0: like, you mean yeah yeah just, yeah like,
1: shut down mm-hmm. so I kind of was laying in bed one day and I was thinking I'm so thirsty I I don't even want to get up and go fill up my water bottle like I just have no energy to go do it And then I thought to myself, when was the last time you went to the bathroom? Oh, like, I haven't been to the bathroom in, like, 14 hours because I haven't had anything to drink, you know, and it was like my body was just, like, shutting down, Mm -hmm. and uh, and I think that was when I, like, knew that, like, something is wrong, you know, like, you don't have to keep doing this. If this doesn't feel right, if you've lost your Mm -hmm. why, stop, you know, like, stop doing it, you know, even if it's something... You know you want and you work so hard toward. It doesn't mean that it's right for right now. So I, um, I, I feel like I had a bit of a mental breakdown and mm-hmm. uh, frantically bought a plane ticket and came back to the area that I grew up in and basically called my grandmother crying and was like, "Can I come live with you? Will you please feed me?" And mm-hmm. you know she said yes because she's Italian and that's what we do and. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And uh, now I just eat pizza all the time and it's magical. <laughs> but um, that was about six months ago. And these last six months have been a really difficult transition. Sorry, that was Siri. Siri talking to me. Um, <laughs> these last six months have been a really, really difficult transition as I have tried to understand what my identity is if I'm not someone who's constantly traveling. <laughs> if I'm not someone who's not working in my business 24 hours a day and someone who's not constantly talking to people who basically have the same story and, you know, people who haven't been to Chiang Mai and and all of those things. And it's been a really difficult transition, but um, I've recently gotten a full-time job and I'm getting an apartment soon and it just, it feels like the right thing to do, but it's Mm -hmm. still definitely a struggle trying to understand who I am now and what my new identity is. Hmm. I
0: love it. Thank you. Thank you for being so honest about that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: yeah. I really, I really understand. You know, I understand um, those feelings and how uh, how difficult that was for you in Medellin, Medellin, Medellin. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, I, uh, I, and I feel like a lot of people uh, have have similar feelings. Now, I don't want to say it like, you know, um, being a digital nomad isn't, I mean, obviously being a digital nomad isn't for everyone. Um, but it also isn't for everyone at every time of their life. Do you know what I mean? Yes.
1: Like, uh, Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm. And, um, you know, and now that I've been around my family for, mm-hmm. you know, a solid six months and living with my grandparents, mm-hmm. you know, my grandparents aren't going to be around forever. Yeah. And, and I really understood really understand that now that I'm seeing them every day and you know seeing how difficult it is for them to do things like get up off the floor you know like things that I don't have never thought about before you know like you drop something on the floor and you bend down and pick it up and then I see my 90 year old grandmother I'm sorry 80 year old grandmother do that and you know like things like that are a struggle and it really reminds me that you know like my grandparents are not going to be around forever and my nephew's not going to be Three and super cute forever, mm. and am I willing to pause where I was and pause that lifestyle to have these really special next ten years with my grandmother? Yeah, absolutely, like a thousand percent. And I think, I think that at the end of the day, we're all like that. You know, like mm. we might be living in Bali, but the second your mom has a cancer diagnosis Mm -hmm. you're on the first plane back yeah you know so it's really easy to say like but this is my life and this is who I am but at the end of the day like we're all we're all human and we're all looking for connection and we all want to be a part of our families even though we might not want to admit it all the time but now that I'm here I can really see myself maybe putting that on pause to spend these really special probably last five, eight, ten years that I have left with them, Mm. and then maybe reevaluating where my life is at that next stage.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think that um what you're saying is right on, you know, self-identity I think is a journey and it's a process. And it's not like you one day you're just like, okay, now I'm a digital nomad and this is it forever. Like, first of all, being a digital nomad is also, you know, like something that everyone interprets differently. The amount of people who I've interviewed who are like I mean, we consider, I mean, I consider myself a nomad and I live in Bangkok. Do you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like a base. And, but sometimes I feel like I need to justify that to people. I'm like, well, how I'm like, why well, I'm away for like 50% of the year. So I'm still, Do you know what I mean? I'm like, no, piss off. I I
1: can do whatever I want. <laughs> like, exactly. And that was why I felt like I should go to Columbia. Yeah. Like, you know, my family's back in school. I just can't stay home all day in the United States, in my home country. Mm-hmm. I can't be in my home country. That's yeah. ridiculous. You know, like, um, I don't know even like, I'll just go to Canada. That's not my home country. Yeah. And it doesn't make any logical sense, like in the moment, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, I was like, no, I have to keep traveling. I have to do this. Like if I'm going to tell people that this is who I am, mm-hmm. then I have to live it, you know? And even, even if it looked different than traveling full time and being out of my country for months and months and months, Mm -hmm. maybe it can look like being in your own country and just being somewhere else. Who knows what it looks like. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was really difficult to, to even justify to myself, like Mm -hmm. if I'm going to have this identity, you better act like it. Otherwise you don't get to have that identity anymore.
0: Yeah, no, you get to have whichever identity you want at (laughs) any time. Yeah, but I totally know, but a hundred percent, I'm on board with like that. It doesn't feel like that quite often, and you feel like you need to justify it, or like even to yourself, it's like, but I'm a on that. I have to feel, you know, I have to always be traveling or in one of these twenty destinations in the world. It's yeah. like, what's happening in my brain right now? There's a pressure, definitely, but I think um, that the whole reason that we leave in the first place is, or I don't know, maybe it is or isn't, but for me it was like to be a digital nomad was to experience freedom, was to do what I wanted on my own terms uh, to, you know, like to not feel trapped and whatever, like you were literally free and feeling trapped. Yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like you could have done whatever and you still felt like, Ugh. so it doesn't matter where you are or what you're doing. Like it, you have
1: to just feel it within yourself and, and choose a situation that will give you that feeling. Right. And I think especially because I am so type A, Mm -hmm. I need structure and I need schedules and I need to know what I'm going to accomplish today and what I'm going to accomplish tomorrow, what I'm going to accomplish in six weeks from now. Mm -hmm. Like I need to know all of that to feel sane. Mm
0: -hmm. So,
1: you know, I, I always tell people like, yes, I might be living in Thailand right now, but my life looks the exact same as yours. I still get up at the same time every day and I still go to quote, quote, work every day, whether that's a coffee shop or co-working space or yeah. just shower and putting on clean clothes and sitting on my bed, whatever it is, you know, like my life is still the exact same because I do need that structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So whenever I feel like that's not there or it's different, then sometimes that's difficult to accept, especially when I hadn't pre-planned it. Mm, totally get
0: it. Um, it's funny because my, my girlfriend is a teacher and so her hours are like, you know, normal or whatever at working hours. And so I find myself finishing work at five <laughs> so that yeah. I can go and hang out with her. And then I'm like, right. hey, like the weekends I'm like doing I'm like freak, I'm just working normal work hours. God damn it. Yeah. But it doesn't, I mean, <laughs> right. you know, it's my choice to do that. And I sure. feel great doing it. And it's right. just a hilarious coincidence. And I'm like, you know, I could do my stuff time, but it turns out that that's the time that I do it now. Yeah. um well how about like I really yeah again I really appreciate you being so candid and, and I know that there are a lot of people who um will identify with this and will um respond because it's definitely a feeling that I've had before it's a feeling that we all get um and I think it gives people with permission to re I, I won't say choose but like re-choose what <laughs> like kind of take um stock of where they're at and like remake that decision of like, okay, where do I want to be and what do I want to be doing? So thank you.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Um, let's move on into the quick fire round. If you're ready for that. Yeah, absolutely. Quick fire round. Here we go. Um, what is uh, a cause that you care about
1: or are passionate about or charity? Literacy. Oh, wow. Cool. Literacy. Yeah. I used to volunteer um, helping um, adult, learn how to read. And my sister's a teacher, like I said, just really believe in the power of words and how being able to read things like your mail and signs at the grocery store and things that you and I probably don't ever think about. But literacy is just so important to me and whatever language it is, like is completely irrelevant to me. But Mm -hmm. owning that language and feeling really connected to the language and the people who also use that language, whether it's sign language or a spoken language, anything Mm -hmm. completely important to me.
0: Interesting. Yeah. It it leads to way better communication and all that sort of thing. Really cool. Yeah. Um, Okay. What would, uh, what's the best book that you've read or are reading now if you can't
1: choose? I think the book that probably inspired me the most is The Alchemist, Mm. but the book that I love to talk about the most is Pride and Prejudice. Um, (laughs) Not because I I love Pride and Prejudice, but because I I was an English major in college and Uh uh, studied Pride and Prejudice so much that now it's just like my favorite book to debate. I love it.
0: I, uh, I just love, i we can have that conversation after the podcast. I feel yes. like that's not the topic of the podcast, but yes. I'm on board. Yes. Um, which most people would be like surprised to hear about me. I'm like hundred percent on board with Jane Austen. Okay. Yep. Um, what, uh, when you were traveling, what was, uh, wh- what was your luggage set up? Did you
1: take a backpack? Were you a suitcase person? I had a backpack and a carry on. Okay, cool carry on all the way yeah about seven shirts that I wore for two years and um yeah like three probably three pairs of shorts and then jammies and stuff to scuba dive in
0: (laughs) all right good stuff um okay what do you did you do you or did you collect anything no nothing not a collector I never
1: buy souvenirs when I go anywhere I don't yeah I mean first of all I don't have the space yeah, um, and i'm not spending money to mail it back and hope yeah. that it gets there and then you know ask my family to store it no, um, no and there's never there's never anything there's only been one thing that i wish i would have bought ever and it was on a vacation with my family not even like traveling by myself um and that was a piece of art not even like a mm. souvenir like trinket thingy just a piece yeah, of do art you have a photo
0: of it though no, in my mind,
1: I picture okay. it all the time. <laughs> okay,
0: cool. <laughs> um, every time I see like art that I'm like, man, I wish I could buy this and put it on my wall. I just take a picture of it, and then it just sits on a hard drive. But right. at least you know, yeah, I have the picture. Um, okay, well, if okay, I usually ask this question differently, but I'll change it up. Um, what is your advice to someone who is in a similar position to where you were? you know someone who's maybe not like at the point of deciding to go home but is like maybe lost their why what's
1: your what's your advice to that person um first continue to feed yourself and drink water um and it's okay if you cry for days at a time but second that it doesn't make you a failure if you put this lifestyle on hold mm. it doesn't make you any less of an awesome person. Um, Cause you already did the awesome things that you're proud of and that everyone else is jealous of, like you've already done all that. So it doesn't make you any less awesome. I think that digital nomads are more courageous than most people that they know, even for trying, even for just traveling by themselves, even for thinking about quitting their job, that takes a lot of courage that I think we don't give ourselves the credit for. And that's already happened. So, you know, you're not proving anything anymore unless you're proving it to yourself because you've already done all of the things that everyone said that you couldn't do or you shouldn't do, or it was irresponsible. You've already done all of that. So you're not proving anything to anybody except for yourself now. Mm. And I would just encourage people to really give themselves the grace to admit to themselves that, that it's not working or that it's not working right now and not working might look like a lot of different things that might look like for me, like I need to be around people who love me and can take care of me. And I really need a lot of support right now for somebody else. It might be a change of scenery. It Mm -hmm. might be, I need to go buy seven new shirts Mm
0: -hmm. and to do that.
1: I need to go back to my home country where clothes actually fit me. (laughs) You know, Good. like, um, <laughs> you know, it might look like a lot of different things. It might look like not chasing the sun around the world mm-hmm. and chasing winter.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, like
1: maybe you're gonna pack in your your swimsuit for a big winter coat and go somewhere where it snows all all the time just to rejuvenate your si- yourself. Mm-hmm. So, it might not look like what you think it does. It might just be change that you're not predicting right now, but. Give yourself the grace to to even give make it an option for yourself and try it out because it's all still available. The digital nomad world is still available. Going home to your family is still available. Starting a new life in a different city is still available. Going back, you know, if you leave Bangkok today, Bangkok's still going to be there. If you go home for six weeks or whatever... You might have to move apartments, but Bangkok is still gonna be there and everything that you loved about it is still going to be there.
0: Mm. So
1: don't let yourself think that, that it's forever. And if you make a decision today that you can't ever go back because I fully believe that you're allowed to change your mind mm. and you're allowed to say, oh, I sh- maybe I should have stayed or maybe I shouldn't have. And, um, and you never know until maybe you've had some perspective but give yourself the grace to to admit when something's not working and give yourself the grace to to move on to something that does suit you and gives you what you need when you need it.
0: Yeah, really great advice. Really great advice because at the end of the day, it's only the only important thing is like how you know, how you're li- you get to choose how you live and you get to choose what makes you happy and like forget about all this other crap and stuff you're reading online about failed digital, nom- like whatever it is, all this crap, it's just, you get to choose. And that was the whole point from the very beginning.
1: Right. And okay. Sorry. you are already successful anyways. Like you already did it. Yeah. yeah. You already did it.
0: Yeah. Cool. Well, um, where can people connect with you online if they want to? So my
1: website is called climb out of the cubicle dot com mm-hmm. and i'm everywhere on social media at theambermonaco.com or the amber monaco.com monaco or on twitter and facebook and all of that t-h-e cool. the amber monaco
0: great um we will have those links in the show notes uh which are found at digitalnomad.me amber it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show
1: thank you so much i loved it